Good evening. Welcome to Outbeat Radio. I'm Greg Moralia here live in the studio tonight with Gary Carnavelli. Hello, everyone. How's it going, Gary? Great. Uh, this is typically the evening when our Outbeat music airs, but Cheryl's off tonight, and we're going to bring you a special show with a focus on returning tourism back to Sonoma County because I don't know if you've heard, but Sonoma County didn't burn down entirely. <laughs> yes. Unbeknownst to a few people around the country, so, around the world. And so many people really want to know what to do to help. Uh, been, the outpouring of donations to fire victims has, has been really extraordinary. But businesses are suffering, and one of the best ways to help local businesses is to visit them, to go dine in the restaurants and to go visit the wineries and, uh, and to come to Sonoma County. So we're going to talk about tonight, that tonight with Paul Pendergast from the Golden Gate Business Association and then also Michael Volpot, who is an entrepreneur and marketing uh, expert out in Guerneville. So we'll get a good perspective of the, of the county. And that's all coming up next, right after your Outbeat Radio News for this Sunday, December 10th, 2017. This is Greg Moralia with your Outbeat Radio News for the week of December 10th, 2017. The Florida State Health Department plans to offer HIV prevention medicine, known as Truvada, for free in every county by the end of 2018. A spokesman for the state said 16 health departments have pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, but none are in central Florida, and that will soon change. Dr. Edwin DeJesus, medical director of the Orlando Immunology Center, said, quote, I think it's a very welcome news. I mean, I'm very, very happy that we are finally getting the process going. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said Florida led the nation in new HIV cases in 2015, and the state has faced criticism in the past for the growing numbers. The new goal is to offer PrEP for free at health departments in all 67 counties by the end of the year. The agency is targeting at-risk patients who will have to complete an evaluation and could receive a 90-day dose. The state will pay for the PrEP medication, but hasn't said how much it will cost. And a new study found if you're an LGBT person of color, you're twice as likely to experience discrimination in the workplace and in police interaction than a white LGBT person. People of color who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender are also six times more likely to avoid calling the police because of fear of anti-LGBT discrimination. This is according to a joint project from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, along with NPR. Most of the 489 LGBT people surveyed reported experiencing slurs and offensive or insensitive comments about their sexual orientation or gender identity. The majority also said they've been sexually harassed or have been victims of violence. The study also found that one in five LGBT people have encountered discrimination when applying for jobs, being considered for promotion, or seeking housing. In addition, 81% of LGBT people living in the South, which includes Texas, feel that they have fewer employment opportunities because of where they live. And here locally, last Saturday, face-to-face honored the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus during the 27th annual Christmas show held this year at Santa Rosa High School. The auditorium was packed and heard Executive Director Rick Dean honor the chorus with the organization's Mert Preston Award. Rick praised the chorus for their dedication to helping raise money for face-to-face. The chorus is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, and this fall they traveled through the Bible Belt performing concerts in order to raise awareness of LGBT issues. And also here in Santa Rosa, Positive Images has a new director. Jessica Carroll took over last week from Javier Rosales, 
who served positive images for the last five years. He's leaving in order to return to his roots in San Francisco. Jessica was born and raised in Santa Rosa and has lived in Roseland most of her life. Javier said on social media that he's confident with Jessica's leadership and that PI will continue to grow and thrive. From all of us here on the Outview Radio team, good luck, Javi, on this next chapter of your life. For a calendar of LGBT events happening here in the North Bay, go to GaySonoma.com. For Outbeat Radio News, I'm Greg Moralia. All right. Well, before we get talking about uh, the return to Sonoma County, uh, Gary, you went to Bingo tonight, uh, the Gator event. Talk about that a little bit. Very successful event at Grayton Casino and Resort. Um, About 300 people showed up. Um, Probably one of the biggest Gator events, other than the other event about three months ago, they had a uh, great pool party. There were over 400 people there. You know, just having been in the county, it's always just sort of amazing. You know, I just tell the Gator people, like, you are doing a bang-up job because it takes a lot to get 400 people to an event. (laughs) But anyway, here in the kind of crazy holiday season, they get 300 people. Fantastic. Um, Just wonderful. and uh, Good energy, a lot of fun. All fun. All fun. Ugly sweater contest. I mean, so cute. A little drag, you know, a few musical numbers. Um, was that what Howard was dressed up for when I saw those pictures? Well, uh, that was a party Saturday night that sort of bled over and he wore the sweater. <laughs> but of course, we were in the food court eating, so he missed his big chance. But okay. some of the sweat, I, I think the woman one created the sweater herself that was amazing. It was like this over the shoulder, like art <laughs> installation. It was gaga. Ish, right? <laughs> this giant Christmas tree with lights. It was beautiful. I mean, some of the sweaters were just amazing. Oh, so like it was sort of beyond ugly sweater, you know. <laughs> and and some pretty good money was raised for uh, 30, undocumented fire victims. Yes, yes, for UndocuFund. $3,700 raised there, you know, selling extra bingo sheets and um, raffle. How fantastic. Um, really fantastic. So big presents from Sonoma County Pride and um, Sonoma County Pride also Donate a thousand dollars. All right, um, sort of on the board this year. So Brian so good was time like, had by all. "Who should we do?" And I thought, you know, there's so much money out there, but you know, so many in our community can really sort of relate to the folks, the undocumented folks, you know, yeah. uh, who won't get FEMA money, who won't right. get unemployment checks, and you know, won't get sort of benefits. So when I mentioned it to the Pride folks, are like, and the Gator folks, are like, "Oh yeah, let's look into that." And uh, there were about three representatives there from the group talking. Great about the good work they're doing. So, yeah, very nice. Well, and we're raising money tonight, too. We are, we are. It is KRCB Radio's holiday fundraiser going through December 16th. We had a little mini fundraiser, but most of the funds went um, uh, to fire relief in October. So this is for us. Which we need because we are your public radio station and we depend on your donations to keep us on the air and to keep you informed of things like the fire. Right. So it would be great for all of you listening out there, all of you Outbeat fans, to support the challenge grant that we got from our guest tonight. Absolutely. Paul, do you want to tell us uh, a little bit about the grant that you gave us? Sure. Well, um, the Golden Gate Business Association, which actually um, began operations in 1974, it's actually the world's first um, LGBTQ Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce, and um, 
we basically service uh, LGBTQ businesses and our friends and allies throughout the Nine County Bay Area. And um, we are actually going to step forward and put $300 towards the, the pledge grant tonight. And would love to have others um, match that and kind of um, work towards raising even more money. Right. That would nice. be fantastic. So that, we, Thank you that so much. is indeed our goal tonight. It's a pretty modest goal, and we would love you, our listeners, to help us reach that. And it's really easy. You can go online and donate at donate.krcb.org. Or you can give us a call, and I'll give you that number in a minute. But I want to tell you about one of the thank you gifts that's, I think, very appropriate for this conversation about the fire disaster, and that is the Eaton Emergency Radio. So for an $80 donation, our thank you gift to you is a hand turbine cranked AM-FM weather radio that includes a USB mm-hmm. smartphone charger and a flashlight. It's perfect for an emergency. And so if you felt a little unprepared in this fire disaster, like I did, frankly, Mm -hmm. then this is a great way to take a step towards getting prepared. So go online right now, donate.krcb.org, or you can give us a call at the studio here, 707-584-2020, 707-584-2020, and we will take your donation Right now. Right. A couple of pledge levels for $80 for that amazing emergency radio. I know it saved our lives, literally, in Sonoma there when we had no power and we were counting on our radio, listening to um, the news um, that we desperately needed. And you have no TV, no cable, no (laughs) internet service. What do you do? (laughs) You can't really use, you know, two Dixie cups and a (laughs) long piece of string to communicate with folks. Um, So that's one of the levels, $60 or $80 level, that Eaton Emergency Radio. Or you can come in at $40. We've got the Connections for CD local artists. Um, doing some wonderful uh, songs. Um, we, uh, Doug Jane from um, Last Record Store puts together. This is the fourth year. Really popular. Great CD. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. So you can get that for $40. Or you can get one top shelf CD of your choice. Just give us a call and I'll tell you what those are. Or the new logo charcoal gray ball cap, which is so cute. Everyone loves. Or a KRCB mug. Or a KRCB t-shirt. Or we have a few Sonoma Strong t-shirts left. So that's the $40 pledge level. Eaton Emergency Radio at the $80 pledge level. And remember, Golden Gate Business Association will match your donation. So please give us a call, 584-2020, or donate online at krcb.org. Yep, and we'll remind you later in the show Yes, as well. All right, Paul, tell us, um, when did you get involved with GGBA? Oh, well, my goodness. Um, well, as I said, it's the organization started in 1974. 1974. No, I'm way too young. Actually, it's really funny. I moved to San Francisco um, in 1989, and uh, after a short you know, couple of years of being there, I realized, you know, I wanted to meet some more people, and um, lo and behold, in 1994, I became the president of the organization. Um, I think I would, I'd just turned 30 to 31. It was really quite an, um, an amazing point in in the history mm. of the community. Um, right, it was very vibrant. We had, you know, th- those are the days when we could really throw a protest. <laughs> there are a lot of amazing, right, right, right. you know, a lot of energy in the community at that point, and. Um, 
the the business community from the LGBTQ community had just really started to emerge as an entity. Um, nobody had really thought about the LGBT community in that way. So, you know, the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce, all these different business organizations were just all of a sudden being able to kind of say those letters. Right. And there were right. some breakthrough moments and some exciting things, some frustrating things. Mm. But um, you know, for throughout the 80s, the GGBA, because it had so many business leaders, really was at the forefront of raising money for HIV and AIDS. And, you know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of entrepreneurs who um, were affected by the disease, and of course, our employees were decimated. And it was such an, you know, for God's sakes, here in the Bay Area, we right. all, you know, were at the forefront of what was going on. So by the 90s, especially in the mid-90s, you had a lot of different community groups um, act up, Queer Nation, mm-hmm. who were very vocal out front and so forth. But then you had the GGBA with its foundation that started um, organizations like we were the first ones to make um, donations to NCLR, the Mm -hmm. National Center for Lesbian Rights, um, to Project Open Hand um, through our philanthropic arms. So what's really amazing when you look at an organization which has, what, 43 years of history, we've done some great things that actually those people took that seed money and Mm -hmm. just – Really did some right, amazing right. things, which really literally transformed the world. Right, and um, so I was president for three years, and um, it was very exciting. I had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. met a lot of people, and I go back to um, there was a wonderful woman up here named Tony D'Angelo who was oh, in the yeah. real estate, mm-hmm. and you know Tony had gathered a bunch of folks from up here in Sonoma County, and we're kind of. Um, getting the business groups going up here. And, you know, for God's sake, we all know that there's been a very, very strong um, entrepreneurial community up here throughout Sonoma County and Napa. So, um, you know, through those years, I took a step back in the the 2000s to focus on my own business Mm -hmm. and then returned back to the GGBA in uh, four years ago because we started to get some new legislation on the books because it was time for us to kind of start taking business to a next level. Right. So now we have um, some legislation on the books that basically has um, public utilities companies. A lot of corporations are now actually um, looking for LGBT businesses to do business with. Right, right. And really in the context of why I think it's important that we're all working together these days is because you know, the GGBA works really closely with the Hotel Council, SF Travel, the Visitor Convention Bureaus throughout the whole nine Bay Area. And when everything started to happen in October, it was, we are all connected. Mm -hmm. There wasn't one of us who didn't need each other. And it didn't matter where you were in the Bay Area, we all needed to kind of rely on each other. And um, it was just really an exciting time to kind of come and see what was going on up here and connecting with the Bay Area networks up here. And, you know, really Sonoma County Strong really, it really is strong. Right, right. And there's some amazing people up here. Yeah, right. So So many LGBT-owned businesses. Oh. Certainly friendly businesses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, all across the spectrum, from the professional services to mm-hmm. the merchants to um, restaurants, certainly, and then um, the hotel industry and the, the industry that serves makes kind of what Sonoma County is all about. Right. And, and again, if people come to San Francisco, they come to Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. It's part of the, you know. Right. We're so it certainly is now. Right. Wine country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really, um, and my partner Robert and I have had a place up here for the past 13 years um, on the east side of Santa Rosa. Uh, and, you know, we were part of the ones who were affected by the fires. Right. I mean, we you know, basically ran for our lives twice. Yeah. <sighs> And, you know, and it was funny because we were able to give a lot of critical information back to all of our friends, you know, back in the San Francisco mm-hmm. Bay and then Southern California as well, 
uh, because the nice thing about what's going on with our LGBT business community is we are connected um, through an organization called the Western Business Alliance, which are chambers in Seattle, Sacramento, L.A., San Diego, all the way right. to Dallas. Right. And I will tell you, there mm. was so much interest and concern mm. because on the West Coast, it started in Washington where they had their fires. Then Portland and right. the whole canyon mm-hmm. and the Columbia Gorge was on fire mm-hmm. at one point. Then it was us and, of course, now Southern California. Right, right. So is this the new norm? I certainly hope it's not. Yeah. Because, you know, we on the Western, you know, mm-hmm. we need to watch out for each other. Right, right, right. So. And we've got that little thing called climate change that's really yeah. impacting us. Yeah, and, you know, and I think, you know, what we need to realize is that, you know, Droughts are going to happen in California, but even when we don't have a drought, like we did not have a drought last year, right. last winter, and yet here we had the most devastating fires in, in history. Mm-hmm. So what is going to happen next? Right. How are we going to, you know, aside from addressing the needs of our own community here, mm-hmm. you know, what are we going to do to advocate? I mean, what do we need to do in Sacramento? Because it appears that if fires are going to be more prevalent, we had better start putting more and more resources right. towards preparing for right. whether it's air power or our incredible first responders, and we all know from right. our, our experiences here how you know invaluable that communication was um, and the connection with our, our first responders. Yes, yes. <sighs> and was... I just read recently that in the Trump budget for 2018, $300 million being cut. $300 million Fire cut. protection, yes. <laughs> well. Instead of raised, Yeah. We, know, we are grateful also here we have um, people like Mike McGuire, um, elected officials who, um, and before that was Mark Leno, we had Mark, um, you mm-hmm. know, who was representing our area here, and we've got yes. a lot of great elected officials. Right. And I know, you know, some people are kind of um, doing the, the good public uh, input process to find out what we can do better next time, mm-hmm. uh, what, kind of, what emergency notification and so forth. But, you know, on the other level is we've got to start putting money away um, for additional resources. There's right. just no two ways about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, can we have more air support? Can we have right. more? Um, you know, Cal Fire was remarkable. Yes. I mean, I was just in awe of all the things they can do. Right. But at the same time, I think they're probably already running in a deficit. Oh, I would imagine. You know, between, you know, what's right, going on right. this last half right. of the year. And the the issues with the notification system. and Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it happened so quickly for people. You know, the friends that I knew around the Coffee Park area, I mean, they had... Zero. I mean, if it weren't for the winds that kept them up all night or literally smelling the fire, you know, through their closed windows, um, they wouldn't have been able to um, get out as quickly as they did. And when I go back to the the impact of businesses, I mean, yes, there were businesses that were totally burned. Um, You know, I I think back to Willie's Wine Bar. Right. um, And every one of those restaurants or every every business that was burned. awful. You you know, you're talking 50, 75, 100 Mm -hmm. employees. And then there was also that two-week process where even though your business might not have been right. burned, you you know nobody was doing any right, business. Right, right. People, you know, employees couldn't make it in. You know, employees were impacted in yeah. a number of ways. So, you know, it wasn't just those. And it was just also the psychological impact. Right. Because I know even for weeks after, it was very um, unnerving. Oh, yeah. That, you know, you didn't, you know, 
Right. Even last weekend when, or last Monday when it was so windy, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I, I found myself kind of getting oh, jittery. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's up with this? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still cringe when I hear the helicopters. You know, it was yes. just nonstop in Sonoma with the helicopters. You yep. probably remember. Yep. You had the giant plane that photograph you took. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. D- dropping the... The retardant. The right. retardant. Right. The pink stuff. Well, little did I know that the actually the fire retardant actually has grass seed in it. I didn't realize that. Oh. So uh, that was something which was news to me. <laughs> right, that's interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. So now on the top right. of our hill where we live. Now um, you get this incredible. You got all this, this green growing up. Yeah, yeah, moment. yeah. Because mm-hmm. I thought for sure that, that what is that, toxic? Or something. Right, toxic. right, right. But for some reason, I'm sure very smart people interesting. were already. Well, um, California after all. I right. know. <laughs> well, you know, because, you know, you know, hopefully we'll get some rain here pretty soon. Right, right. You know, at that point, we need to make sure that the, the trees grow and it's going to take yeah. Years for those trees yeah. to grow back. Yeah, you see these scorched areas, and it's and, just you know awful. go up to Mark West Springs Road, and you know that. Yeah, I haven't been. Uh, yeah, I haven't been up there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty horrible. It's, it yeah. I, I two I think about two yeah two weekends ago I was in the coffee park area. Oh. I mean it was kind of you know I had something to do and I was heading out to the river and I thought oh I'll stop at Twenty Four Hour Fitness which of course still open untouched and but all around it businesses gone yeah. right. and of course the Kmart gone but right. there's a strip mall right next to it, right. it the businesses are open Correct. so I, and I um, just this weekend I, there was a coffee park sort of business association that contacted the folks here at KRCB. And said, you know, what can you do to help us? Because we've got we've got ten, twenty businesses that are just oh. about ready to go under because everyone's afraid, you know, absolutely to be in the area. And you know, for good reason. I mean, you know, for the longest time they're like, please stay away unless you really need to be here. There's a lot going Correct. on, so you know, it takes a while to sort of move past that. Correct. And it's funny, um, you know, many people don't know this, but the um, the primary uh, tool for the government to address disasters like this is the Small Business Administration, the the United States SBA. And we are very lucky here in the Bay Area because the SBA, which this district actually is headquartered in San Francisco, but it literally goes from Gilroy to the south all the way up to the Oregon Mm. border. And there's a gentleman named Mark Quinn uh, who has been the district director for 35 years. And he's actually taken a leave and he's actually working up here um, in Sonoma County, Napa County um, to specifically address the needs of businesses mm. um, that have been impacted, and whether that is getting them through the FEMA loan process, which you know, you know even on a good day can right. be challenging sure. and mm-hmm. fraught with kind of like you know pitfalls here and there. But uh, we do have, as far as businesses go, the the resources are there, the people are there to help walk them through the process mm-hmm. because that's really what's critical. Right, is that you just you know not everything can be done online, not everything can be done back in your office. Mm-hmm. You got to actually have some one on one interaction, right. especially when you're kind of dealing with fifty thousand other details. Right, right. That you got to and running your business, right, and right. then uh, extracurricular right. activities because as we all know, getting loans to survive, whether it's personal insurance or business insurance, mm-hmm. it never, ever comes up to what we no. really need in the end. Right. And and one of our concerns is, you know, and we all share this, is that it wasn't just the homes in the hills. It was the, the, the people who work, you know, in the middle class who mm-hmm. really are providing those right. really, really needed services. And, and I, I'm glad you brought up the undocumented because, you know, that's a part of our economy which is critically important and so often is really under, you know, Underappreciated mm-hmm. and kind of overlooked. Right. So the fact that they did the fundraiser for Bingo for those that community mm-hmm. element, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. 
we need to do a lot more of that. Right. But um, you know, everybody, anybody who needs to get in touch with Mark Quinn can just go ahead and email president at ggba.com, and we can put um, them directly in touch with Mark. And again, right. this is one-on-one mm-hmm. expert assistance that will help you navigate whatever your need is. Right. I swear Mark will be yeah. able to kind of put you in touch with the right people. Right. And again, it's really kind of trying to unravel mm-hmm. what you need because still, even though it's been you know a couple of weeks now, th- things are still a muddle. Right. And, you know, some people have both lost their businesses mm-hmm. and, and their, their homes. homes. Right. So, and then I heard just recently somebody had lost their home here and then lost their mm-hmm. home in, in, in Southern, Southern California. California. Right, yeah, that right. Too. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't you want, you know, they probably can't wait mm-hmm. for 2017 to be <laughs> over. <laughs> over. Right, right. So, I'm curious, what businesses, do you have any off the top of your head that we heard from that our local listeners could go and patronize? What, which ones were we talking about? Oh, there's the Frame Up in Sonoma, I know. Um, and, you know, I think even 4th Street businesses are really hurting. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I haven't really heard about many specific. specific. Have you, Paul, LGBT-owned businesses? No, but I think what the, the impact comes in right. from a um, perception perspective, where yes. I think overall, because we are so... Um, focused on the hospitality industry in mm-hmm. Sonoma, Napa counties, and, and Mendocino, let's not forget Mendocino County, that um, the, the message was everything's burned up. There's right. nothing left. And that comes from far and wide. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but I think everybody's numbers are down. Mm-hmm. You know, October was a wash for everybody. Right. A month in a small business, let me tell you, yes. when, you're, you yep. know, when your cash flow is interrupted, that is Especially time restaurant for, or, yeah, yeah, small retail. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a, um, there's a, a little deli near our neighborhood. Um, we call it the Valero Deli. Yeah. Um, but they've got about five employees and, you know, two weeks. Two weeks they were down. Right, right. You, no business mm-hmm. can survive that when you're mm-hmm. a deli. Yeah. And you know, one of their employees Low, burned I mean, out high over Adobe Road. Right. So we collectively need to work together right. to build our businesses back. Right, and build right. the um, people getting back here. Yep, yep. Weddings, events, right. conferences, right. all that. We need to get those people back. Right. And we need to, it, you know, you have to work at it. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be right. able to kind of be you know, complacent about it. But what mm-hmm. I do think is great is I do think that Sonoma County has a marvelous, they've got the Santa Rosa Chamber of Commerce is great. The um, Sonoma Visitor Convention Bureau mm-hmm. is solid and they're really yes. doing work. And everybody's joined together with our, their, right. you know, sister and brother organizations. Yep. yep. We just need to, as the, as the LGBT community, we need to do that as well. Right, We right. need to reach out. We if need you to can, yes. of course. And, um, right, you need, it's the holiday season. We know you're out there spending money. <laughs> well, right. So yeah, to just, put aside the online shopping for one year specifically right. and think. Amazon will be here next year. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so invest in, in some local businesses this year. And, right. And there are w- wonderful shops all over. You know, and downtown Santa Rosa, uh, Railroad Windsor. Square, the Square, right, the Healdsburg Square, yes. the Sonoma Square, and of course, branching out from just the Square also. Well, you know, and, you know, it, it, it goes down to the Mac where Kenwood. Yes, you know, all the wineries, certainly and that sort of thing. Just so. hit really hard, Kenwood. Yes, yeah. Glen Ellen, Glen Ellen, know, all the way down to Sonoma. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was. You know, we were collectively um, impacted you know, mm-hmm. the same. Right. So I think, um, you know, we, the message we certainly are uh, projecting to everybody is 
you know, we're open for business. Yeah. Summit County is open for business. Right. Now, right. more than ever, you know, yeah. we really want to help, you know, make your event, your time, your experience in Sonoma yeah. County special. Right. I was right. talking to a friend who's up, planning a, a trip up there, and, and he said, you know, where are some restaurants I should go to um, where I'm not going to be in the way of the neighborhoods that were burned? And I said, well, those are really the restaurants that are that are left that really need you the most. Right. And I, you know, when you mentioned Glen Ellen, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. You know, the fig cafe, the Glen Ellen star, right. they're open. Uh, right. It's, you, if you park in front of those restaurants, you would hardly notice that anything happened behind them right or around behind them. Right behind them. Um, and those are locally owned hill. businesses mm-hmm. that really could use everyone's support. So don't stay away. Right. Come on down. Right, right. Or and, locals. Right. It's time to, you know, Stand up a bit and, and, and think about, you know, again, if you can. And, you and know, we know you don't want to cook this time of year. Absolutely. <laughs> right. No cooking. But we, the great thing is we, we have friends everywhere throughout the Bay Area. Right. It's an right. hour and a half, you know, from the peninsula. Yeah. It's an hour from the city. And, you know, that's time for the weekends especially. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys can come up here and really just have a great right. time. And the weather's been, you know, Quite fabulous right. for shopping. Right. And now you have the smart train. An extra, yes, the like smart Like a little train. ride, like a little Disneyland ride. I keep talk, uh, talking to my friends at Gelati Brothers. I'm like, when are you going to finish the Novato Narrows? Are we going to finish the Novato Narrows? Oh, right, Narrows? right. But, um, but even that's making progress. Skip so. it. Get but on the, the smart train. The smart train, train I see right. it going up and down. I think uh-huh. that's, a, that's a big thing. That's yeah, yeah, very yeah. exciting. And um, certainly looks I think attractive. it was free rides. I know it was, I don't know if it was this weekend or if it's next, it might even really be next weekend. Yeah. Um, I think, it, you know, you have to go to their website and, you and, um, and you know, you have to, apl- you know, they have to send you a pass. Yeah. It's not just like yeah. you hop on the train. And I do want to mention, um, we have such great friends and people like Steve Falk at the Press Democrat mm. and our friends at Redwood Credit Union and, of course, Mike McGuire, who have really pushed um, on the, the fund. I think they're now over $24 million. Right, right. Um, having raised and you know as i understand it you know they're going to be giving a lot of small checks to a lot of different people yes because they really want that impact right and you know people like steve are just you know phenomenally supportive of the lgbt community and you know we need to make sure we let them know what our needs right, are as well right and um i know that out of the san francisco there you have the tipping point which um daniel lurie who um is Part of the the Levi Strauss um, air, um, they were the ones who raised the money through the big um, concerts mm-hmm. in AT and T Park, and yeah. I know that there's been several of those, and you know that money is going to be used up here as well I to those who truly up. need the help. Right, and, and we we as right. a community also need to make sure we tell them what we need. Right, right, and it sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, but. But else, but individual families are really just getting a couple of thousand dollars. There's so many people impacted Absolutely. by the wildfires. Um, so I, I mean, big chunks are going to the food banks and right. to other you know, agencies um, that will be needed beyond. Because you know, there's a big glut of donations and sort of the beginning, right? Um, but then you know that sort of takes away from other organizations, from food banks that, especially this time of year. So you know. Timing is was pretty awful. Not that right. it would ever be a good time, but you know, coming into the holiday season, you know, it's it's the time people really right. donate before the end of the year around the holidays. Mm-hmm. They start thinking about these agencies that can. Use well, and the, the blessing and the curse about the news media is the fact that you know they're they're here, they're on the ground, right? The flames are happening, and then all of a sudden, you know, then page two happens, yeah. and something else. So you're you're literally, you know, we're on our own, right? So um, I think that we do need to, um, as a community. Um, and I know that this is happening through the Rainbow Network and so forth, that, you know, there needs to be collaboration. 
and we need to be speaking with one voice whenever possible. Right. And um, again, yes, you're exactly right. I mean, a couple thousand dollars, you know, or a couple, you know, twenty. Forty million dollars right. sounds like money, but mm-hmm. when you have nine thousand homes almost that were destroyed, right? I mean, you know, you start to break that down, and right, you know, money doesn't go very far these right. days, right? And it's going to take some time to rebuild those homes. So people Absolutely. are in emergency house, you know, renting sometimes in in hotels, motels, because or or having to commute an hour and a half, you're having to live in Marin or right. the city, or um, but, you know, again, I want to, um, I just was so heartened by the outpouring when what businesses did. Yes. You know, you, you know, you listen to the radio stations. I'm sure KRC oh. is the same. That you know, a lot of um, really family-based organizations mm-hmm. and businesses have really given back. And I look at Greg Saris and what they did at right. the, the Greaton Resort. Oh, Casino. amazing! Mm-hmm. You no, know, Greg was telling me just the other day that you know, during the evacuation, they opened up their doors and mm-hmm. you know, people with pets could actually go in as well. Right, right. Because that's always, that was a big deal. You weren't, right. You know, it's hard for people with pets to be able to yes. get into a shelter. Yes. I mean, the new Oxford Suites here down the street, they they had farm animals in their lobby. It became almost like a petting zoo. Yeah. They just opened. This is a, you know, a hotel that just opened, brand new, and yeah. um, we're just letting anyone in with, yeah. you know, their pets and, and their so animals. I, so I would say that, um, literally, uh, for those LGBTQ businesses who were Impacted. Impacted means you might have lost a couple of weeks worth of business. Right. Um, and if you're a consultant, your time is money and so forth. So you know, reach out, um, president at ggba.com, and we will you know help in with our networks uh, to kind of put you in directly in need with the, the resource, resources that you need. Right. Right. And we have so many great businesses up here in Sonoma and Napa County that um, you know we we don't want to see anybody. You know, hurt anymore. Right. We want right. to make sure that you're well taken care of. And with businesses, it's a one on one. Yeah. You know, everybody's unique. And no, there's no silver bullet. We need to kind right. of treat everybody right. individually. And um, our brothers and sisters in the Hispanic, the Asian American communities are, are right there with us. Right. So um, nobody should be felt like they're left mm-hmm. behind. Um, and I've always said it in my business, which we work a lot in the mega construction projects, that. It's those businesses who don't kind of raise their hand and say, "Hey, you know what? Right. I need help. Yep. I need help yep. now." Yeah. And if you don't raise your hand, then you're you're kind of working in a vacuum. Right. And right. Um, so we we want to be more of a community than ever at yes, this point. Yes. Need to be. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Paul, thank you you're so welcome. much. Wow, what inspiring words. Yeah. And... Well, thank you guys for what you do here. Oh, certainly. Really. Certainly. It's, it's great, it is the greatest place on earth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Good, good, good. All right, remember we've got that matching grant that um, GGBA is offering up to $300. So please give us a call at 707-584-2020. We'd love to see you come in at the 80-hour level to get the Eaton Emergency Radio. Um, just a, a really important thing to have. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. It's a hand-cranked radio, so you don't obviously don't need to depend on power, but it will provide you access to AM, FM stations like KRCB. We are going to provide you with all that emergency information when it happens. Uh, the weather station, and it also includes a USB smartphone charging port oh, we have and used that? a flashlight. Right. So, you know, of course, when the power goes out, like it did during a the fires, it's really yeah. it, you lose access to your cell phone, too. So this device will take care of it all. And it would be great for you to call us right now so we can match our challenge grant from the Golden Gate Business Association of $300. 707-584-2020. Come on out, Beat Radio fans. Now's your time to step up and donate to KRCB. And, of course, it is tax deductible. Right, right.
It would be really great. We need local media now more than ever. Yeah, we do. And if, you know, if $80 is above your budget, that's totally understandable. There's a, a variety of other thank you gifts for 40 and $60. Whatever is most comfortable for you, the important thing to know is that no amount is too small to make a big difference. So give us a call right now at 584-2020. We'll find something for you. You bet. We are going to take a music break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Michael Volpot about life out in Guerneville and uh, all the great things that you can do there in the wintertime. You may not think that winter's a great time to visit in Guerneville, but Michael's going to tell you all the reasons why you should.
Wow. That was the acapella group Pentatonics with Little Drummer Boy, one of my favorite songs of all times. Well, another really fun place to visit in Sonoma County for locals and out-of-towners alike is Guerneville, and it's not a place you might think of to visit during the winter months, but our next guest is here to convince you otherwise. Michael Volpot is the founder and owner of Big Bottom Market, and he's also part of the new Equality Vines Tasting Room you heard about on Outbeat News in Depth just last month. Michael, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Greg. Well, you were just on a couple months ago. We were celebrating the grand opening of Equality Vines, the new tasting room there in Guerneville. And then the following month, we had these horrific fires. So let me check in with you first about that. Uh, Talk about your experience with the fires. You know, actually, I wasn't here. I I was in the Middle East, of all places. And I called my business partner to ask if I should fly home. And she said, there's no need because really there's nothing we can do, which in some respects was very real. (laughs) Sure. Uh, And in other respects was just kind of scary, you know, because there is really nothing we could have done. If it, if we were to burn, we were to burn. And, And that's the, that's the scary thing about fire is that it just, you know, has a lot of fury and, can take advantage of any situation. Yeah, it's, so, not, it's not very selective in who it attacks, right? No, absolutely not. So you're in Guerneville, obviously, and there was a fire in Forestville. I'm not familiar with how close that actually got to the town. Do you have some sense of that? Uh, it didn't get close at all. Okay. Um, no, I always people ask how far away the fire was, and I, I usually say 15 miles because I – you know, for me, the fire is Coffee Park as it relates to the closeness. You know, the fire in Forestville was very small, so I, I don't – granted, it's a fire, but the veracity of Coffee Park is really what sticks in my mind is the closeness of the fire. Right, right. Well, and that's what's really interesting is that there's a lot of rumors out there um, and speculation based upon the horror that people saw in the media, and I get it. But there's this sense that Sonoma County is completely devastated, completely burned down, that that all the businesses have been destroyed, and that there's no reason for tourists and visitors to come to the area. And that's just not the case. I mean, Guerneville is alive and well, and there's all kinds of things to do there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's we are open for business, and I, I encourage people all the time to come and visit and spend time in Guerneville, hike in the Redwoods taste wine in our tasting rooms, shop at our stores, you know, and enjoy the river. I mean, there are so many things you can, you can, you can do in Guerneville. And luckily, so luckily we weren't as affected as other parts of Sonoma County and Napa. Um, and so I'm, I'm re- we're really hoping that people still come and visit and beyond Guerneville, you know, I, can, I just in my head right now, I think of all the wineries on West side road that, that weren't affected at all. And, really would love people to come and, and still visit. Same thing for other West County wineries, including Marmar Estates and um, Furthermore and Paul Matthew. I mean, all of these wineries are, are open and waiting for people to come and taste what they have to offer. Yeah, that, and I think the other thing that, that sometimes folks think about is, well, I don't want to go there now because they have enough to do in trying to recover from the fires, and I don't want to be in the way, or I don't want to be you know, seen as a looky-loo. And in fact, what the businesses really need is for people to come and to spend money in the restaurants and the wineries because that's what's going to help the recovery, right? 
Yeah, please be a looky loo. I don't care. <laughs> Look all you want. Rubberneck. Do whatever you need to do. I mean, there's not a lot to see, really. There really isn't. And I think people. And I. And I. You know, I'll say this for myself. The when I got home from my vacation, I dreaded the drive from SFO to Santa Rosa. I worried about what I was going to see, and as I drove from, I would say, Petaluma to Santa Rosa to River Road, I had this anxiety, and it wasn't, you know, I know that things were so bad, from, but from a looky-loo perspective, it's from what you see on the 101 and what you can access, you don't, there's not, there's not a lot to actually see. Right. You know, it's, it's still a beautiful place. It doesn't look as though the entire town has burned down. There's, like I said, there's just not a lot to see unless you really know where to go and you want to see these communities that burn to the ground, which I don't recommend that you go and do that. But you know, there's just, like I said, there's just, there's there's not a lot of there there if you're driving up the 101. Yeah, it's still stunningly beautiful. Um, and really, for people that do want to help or have the sense that they're helping, as we just said, one of the best ways to help is to come to the area and visit the wineries and the restaurants and the businesses that are open and haven't been infect, uh, impacted by the fires at all. Um, and Guerneville is a really great place to go, in, certainly in the summertime, but it's also a really f- great place to go in the wintertime. And that's not traditionally been when tourists go. Um, so for people who've maybe never been to Guerneville, uh, talk about what you might do if you were going to plan a weekend there uh, in the winter months. Where would you? Where are some places to stay and where are some places to visit in that town? Well, of course, I'd come up on a on a, uh, take the, the, a half day and leave the city or leave wherever you're coming before noon because you want to miss all any traffic. And uh, I would probably stay at Boone or Auto Camp or West Sonoma Inn. You know, Auto Camp is super fun and what they're doing is redefining the way that people are traveling. And so staying in an air, a fun Airstream trailer is, is super cool. And start your weekend off with a beautiful hike in the Redwoods. Absolutely. Armstrong Woods Forest is amazing. And then one of my favorite things to do um, is to watch the sunset. And obviously the sun sets a lot earlier now that we're in the wintertime. So head out to the coast at around five. If you want to make reservations at River's End, have dinner there and uh, watch the sunset or just sit and have drinks at the bar and watch the sunset and then come back to Guerneville and have dinner at Seaside Metal or Boone um, or Main Street Station. I love to sit at the bar and have the meatballs at Main Street Station. It's one of my favorite things to do. Go out to our bars. Uh, the R3 is fun for karaoke on a Friday night. The Rainbow Cow Company, of course. And then the next morning, wake up. Again, another hike uh, through the Redwood is always a blast. And coming to the Big Bottom Market to have our awesome biscuits in the morning as always. Yeah. And some wine tasting, obviously. Um, you know, we have, we've got, um, Anitzi and Baldessari that just opened, uh, in the bank club. And then, uh, the business that I'm involved in equality vines just opened, um, our tasting room, right on the corner of Armstrong woods and river road. 
So there's there's a lot to do in Guerneville and beyond, obviously. Um, visits to Healdsburg and Forestville and uh, wine tasting all around those areas is awesome. So there's quite quite a bit to do in, if you come and visit for the weekend. Well, what I think is really cool, too, about Guerneville is, is it's quaint. Um, it's a great place to stay. There, as you mentioned, there's a variety of places to stay, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper to stay in Guerneville than it is to stay in Healdsburg. Yes. But it's but it's close enough to Healdsburg where if you want to go check out some of the really high end restaurants there, if you're a big foodie like I am, um, why spend eight nine hundred dollars or a thousand dollars a night to stay in a hotel if you're going to go have a fancy dinner at say Single Thread? Yeah. You mentioned the Airstream uh, trailer setup there that's that's looks like a campground with private trailers, but it's actually high end fancy sort of traditional streamliners that that people can stay in. I would love to do that. It'd be great. And I'm sure it's it's not only fun, but much less expensive and affordable than staying in a fancy hotel in Healdsburg. Yeah, and you know, I love I love my Healdsburg. I really do, but there's there's a there's an energy here in Guerneville that I just don't think exists anywhere else that I've been. And I always say to people, we have the river, the redwoods, and the coast that are so accessible right there at the in the palm of your hand. It's just, it, it, that's what, what makes Guerneville such a fabulous, wonderful, uh, Western Sonoma County town. Well, I agree with you. I think the coastline that we have in Sonoma County is some of the most beautiful in the state and it's equally beautiful in the wintertime as it is in the summertime. And the fires were nowhere near around there. So if for no other reason, Come up and spend a weekend and go, as you say, hike in the Redwoods, but but go out to the coast and go yeah. hiking out there as well. And I agree with you. One of the first things I would do on Saturday morning is go down to Big Bottom Market for some coffee and some of those biscuits. They are by far my favorite anywhere. Thank you so much. So they're delicious. Um, and so Equality Vines is also the new tasting room. We did a story on that with you uh, earlier this fall. But uh, give us kind of an update about that. When is Equality Vines open? And remind our listeners again about the organizations that it benefits. Yeah, so Equality Vines um, is, we like to say, the world's first cause wine portfolio. We focus on um, giving back. So we work with really uh, renowned winemakers to create wines for our pillars of equality. We have two pillars that we focus on. One is LGBTQ and the other one is women's rights. So our first pillar, LGBTQ, is our Love Wins series. Um, that was dedicated to Jim Obergefell, who is the named plaintiff in the landmark Supreme Court case that made marriage equality um, legal for for the LGBTQ community. And so um, that, that series of wines um, – we have two wines over two sparkling wines under that series. Actually, we just sold out. So I lie. We, we, we only have one. We have a Blanc de Blanc developed by Joy Sterling at Iron Horse Vineyards. Absolutely delicious. Um, 100% Chardonnay and just so perfect for the holiday season. Um, and then we have uh, the decision Pinot Noir that was created by Kurt Juicy. Um His family has been here in Sonoma County for for ages and uh he too is a gay man and we we love our kurt so we're so glad that he's joined in and then our other pillar of equality is uh, women's rights and the first focus area of that for us was um 
the League of Women Voters, and those wines, $2 of every bottle we sell goes back to the League of Women Voters. So we have a Sauvignon Blanc that was developed by Alison Green Duran. We have a Pinot Noir that's made by Bailiwick Wines, and um, we have a Chardonnay that we're releasing today uh, made by Patient Terrier Vineyards. Again, $2 of every bottle that we sell of those wines goes back to the League of Women Voters. That's awesome. So, again, all kinds of ways to come and help. By visiting the area, you're supporting the businesses that are perhaps suffering after the fires, but not as a result of the fires. Um, You have an opportunity to help LGBT civil rights by buying some wine. You have an opportunity to support women's rights by buying some uh, wine. And the other, I think, important point that you that you suggested here is that there are a lot of LGBT-owned businesses outside of Guerneville, including wineries. Uh, the wineries I can think of right off the top of my head that have been so supportive of our community that are right there that would be great to visit is McCrosty and, yeah. as you mentioned, Iron Horse. They've done yeah. so much. And so go enjoy that. Come up and taste and know that you're – doing something to help. Yeah, I mean, and also let's let's not forget our boys at Olive Queen. Um, they make wonderful all, olive oil. We sell it at the market. We sell it at, uh, at um, Equality Vines. So, you know, and also I want to make it very clear that a lot of the businesses in town are doing things for the fire relief fund. So when you come to visit, for example, at Big Bottom Market, we have a program called Pennies from Heaven. So bring that change from your house that's been sitting there forever and you're doing nothing with and pour it into our Pennies from Heaven bucket. And that money will go right back to the Sisters for Perpetual Indulgence, who will then give it to Fire Relief Fund. So a lot of other businesses are doing things things as well. Auto Camp is giving money back for reservations made. Um, I, you know, So there's a lot going on in town that people are doing to help to help with the fires and every visit is going to count. Great. So if you were not familiar with Guerneville, you were out of town and you wanted to plan a trip, is there a website you would recommend people go to, to sort of get a feel for the lodging opportunities and restaurant opportunities? Yeah. So you can visit the Russian river chamber of commerce website. That's probably the best place to go. And they have a lot of information about where to go, where to stay, where to eat, where to taste, all of those things. Perfect. And, of course, ask your friends because your friends, uh, someone you know in your life, has probably visited Guerneville at one point, and they're happy to give you advice. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, Michael Volpot, thank you so much for being with us again. So glad that you're safe and very happy that everybody in Guerneville is, uh, is safe as well. Thank you so much, Greg. It's been great chatting with you. So there's your plan for a great weekend in Guerneville. Are you ready to go out there, Gary? Yes. Yeah, that's great. It's great wine and quality wines. Well, it is. And, yeah. and you know, we were talking earlier about uh, the restaurants out there and my favorite, Boone. But the Oyster Bar, I hear, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was there. So Fan- amazing. So there's all kinds of places. Yeah, to go. yeah. So we've got a couple minutes uh, left before we close out tonight. Your show's next week. Talk about who's going to be on. Yes, I've got two amazing women. Um, Met them finally, been sort of exchanging emails with them finally at the Giving Circle event um, uh, last week. Um, one woman, um, uh, a group of uh, women mostly, who um, are in charge of the North Bay LGBTQ um, Pride Family group. 
Um, they're going to have a really big presence this year at Pride. Um, they got um, some nice funding from um, Sonoma County LGBTQ uh, Giving Circle. Um, so they're really sort of stepping up their game. Check them out. Um, they have a great Facebook page. They're doing a big um, LGBTQ symposium coming up in January. So I'm going to have a few members, um, Zara and Leslie from uh, Sonoma County or North Bay LGBTQ family um, Great. Uh, group. And, um, and uh, Zara, who's also in that group, is doing an incredible job at the library, the main library. And they're doing healing um once a week um nice. mostly for spanish-speaking folks undocumented folks all sorts of healing acupuncture um therapy physical therapy um so it's going to be a really good show good. i'm really excited about it good so be sure to tune in next sunday night at 8 p.m that's for outbeat collage i'll be here christmas eve tony and i will be in to play some of your favorite christmas music from lgbt artists and maybe do a little bit of storytelling so keep us in mind uh, for christmas eve and that wraps up our hour yeah so have a good week gary right and to the Thank rest you. and to the rest of you have a great week thanks for spending your sunday night with us happy holidays Help KRCB create public media that matters. Whether you're a music fan or a news junkie, Radio 91 is here for you with eclectic music and respectful, trusted coverage of the most pressing news of the day. Your end-of-year financial donation helps us produce high-quality, original programs that meet the needs of our community. Make your donation online today at donate.krcb.org. Be powerful, be remarkable, and give now. On air, online, or on the go, you're listening to Radio 91, 91.1 KRCB-FM Windsor, and 90.9 K215CQ Santa Rosa. It's just before 9 p.m. Stay with us. Afropop is next. <laughs> ¶¶ 